Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. The theme of today's episode is talking about protecting your mental state at all costs, as well as the fact that you have the ability to change yourself for the better. The idea that you are what you eat is literally true. I mean, what you put into your body becomes you. Nothing else does. So as it follows that if you're putting crap food into your body, you know, high fat, high sugar, processed foods, you, you get sick in the same way. You are what you put into your mind. You know, like the only way that you can change or grow or anything is to learn. And learning requires putting other thoughts into your mind by definition. You know, if you're learning to do any new task, you're going to be putting other people's thoughts into your mind with the goal of changing you. So with that in mind, we know that we can be changed. And if we can be changed, surely we should harness this ability to change ourselves to the best of our ability. So for me personally, I struggle with a lot of different aspects in my life that I'm really trying to overcome and to get better than, to get better at. And given my past with, you know, my past with basically a neglectful father who wasn't there for me, I've had issues with discipline and focus and attention to detail and getting stuff done. So one of the people that I choose to put into my mind is Jocko Willink. His main message of discipline equals freedom couldn't be more true. And the idea is that by being disciplined, I can actually get stuff done, which I know sounds obvious to someone on the outside, but to me, it wasn't, given my past, given my experience, given everything else, I struggled to put things into place. I struggled to get things done to keep it going. So by recognizing that I had an issue with discipline, I was able to find someone that was good at discipline and listen to that person to effectively continue to change myself. I suppose all of this is just a summary of you have the ability to change yourself. And the way you do that is by surrounding yourself with people that are, are who you want to be. Take advice in areas from people that are at the, at the level that you want to get to or as close to there as possible. You know, if you want to get big in the gym, speak to someone who's already big in the gym. If you're training jiu-jitsu and you want to get good at jiu-jitsu, Watch the people that are good. Watch competition footage of the top, top people. Why? Because they're doing the techniques the way that they're supposed to be done on expert resisting opponents. If you want to get good at writing, read good authors and practice doing all of this stuff yourself. The point I'm trying to get across is, is if you want to get good at something, you need to be around people that are inspiring that. And that's not just in person, but it's also the shows that you listen to, the the sources of information that you take in. You know, like I'm, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite with my use of social media because although I'm on it, I also despise it. And it's not because of anyone or anyone that I know in particular or anything really in its own account. But I do despise it because of the way it's used. People will tag, share, and post a whole bunch of stuff that the goal of which is to... They don't really have a goal. They're sharing it without... 
without thought. You know, think of think of your own usage, and I'm, I can't help but think of my usage. I'll, I'll see something and bam, instantly like, instantly tag, instantly share. And basically, I'm projecting my viewpoint in that split second to the world. It's not thought out. It's just an expression of me. Now, I can see the appeal of this. Don't get me wrong. You know, you, we like that expression and we want to express to other people parts of ourselves and with the world. And I get that social side of things, but there's a problem with it. And the problem is is that you, you're, you're, you're putting your thoughts out there for other people to see and they're putting them out there for you to see. So when, so when random images pop up on your feed, you're, you're being shown the split-second decisions that aren't really that thought out of people in your life or the groups that you follow. And not only that, the images, the particular thoughts that you get shown are shown to you by the platform. And the, you know, if you think about what the platform's job is, the platform's job is to make money. And how do they do that? They do that by advertisement revenue. How do they get the advertisement revenue? By keeping you on the site. If you stay on the site, they get money. So is the thing that's going to keep you on the site the best thing to put into your brain? I don't know. I've talked about it before and stuff, images pop up in my feed. It might be of war or of death or of violence or of gratuitous sex or animals slaughtered or a, you know, a bunch of stuff that is unappealing for me to have in my mind. Obviously, there's a place to know about the atrocities of the world. And I'm not saying to not be aware of what's going on. But what I am saying is to protect your mental state. If you turn on your phone in the morning, the first thing you see is something that brings you down, whatever that thing is. Even if it's true, even if you know that you should, quote, shouldn't see, a, should be seeing this or should know about it, should take action. If it's the first thing you see in the world and that thing, de- and that, thing that you see depresses you, man, I don't see the point. That, that, that really just gets to me. I, because what are you actually doing to yourself? You're, you're putting yourself in a position that you're letting the platform choose what you see. I guess, I guess with all this in mind, like, like I said, I feel like a hypocrite because I use social media. I do all of this sort of stuff and I'm putting my content like this out on social media. And, and I find that that's, that's kind of ironic, but it's not all bad. I mean, there are good uses to social media and things and movements and all of that sort of stuff spread. So all I can say is if you see anything, you know, if, if you're enjoying what I'm saying, share it with someone, tag them and post them and direct their attention to it and do it with some forethought and let them know that you're thinking about them. You know, don't just share and don't just use it like that in that mindless manner. Actually directly tag people. Tag people so it draws their attention to it. You know, like I see a lot of posts about acceptance and mental health awareness and all of that sort of stuff. And if you tag someone or share it with them, even privately, right? Private's better because it's not being shared with the world. So you can share stuff with people that they don't even want, that that they don't even, wouldn't want shared with the world. Like if you know someone's depressed, private message them, send them a video, send them a post, send them a quote, and let them know that you're there for them. And, and that way it gets through the noise. It's not just mindless scrolling. There's a notification that pops up and they see it. If you just like, share, post something randomly on your feed, it might get lost. So if you see something that you like or that you reckon could help someone, make a connection and tag them. Tag them in this post if it's helping you. Take control of your mental state. 
choose who you put into your mind and who you listen to. With that, be aware of social media and use it, but be aware of what it's doing and what it can do to you. And the same thing's true for for the news. I was listening to a Tim Ferriss, um, I think it was his pod, one of his podcast episodes, or maybe the four hour work week, his best selling book. And he was saying that he doesn't listen to the news. And at first I was like, this is ridiculous, but he goes on and he, he says something along the lines of nothing in the news has impacted me. And that if something was to be impactful, one of his friends or someone close to him would tell him the news. And at the first I th- heard that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's so ridiculous. Of course the news impacts me. But then I did an experiment and I turned off the news for a week and lo and behold, he was it was true. Nothing changed in my life. Nothing happened. You know, prior to that point, I was following the news, following all of the stuff that was happening in the world and getting upset about it. You know, new politicians, new wars, new violence, new pollution, new ethical issues, new things happening, crime everywhere. But nothing happens that directly impacts me. I've never seen a news report ever that's had any impact upon my life. I'm not saying not to stay up to date with current affairs, but if you think of the news cycle, it's being presented to you in 24 hours. It's constantly going bang, 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 bang. So they're reporting over and over and over again. And what's their what's their motivation? Their motivation is to make money, to share with you the news of the world and to trap you in there. Why do they want to keep your eyes on the screen? Because it gets them advertisement revenue. Now, they're obviously doing a service. They're sharing with you stuff about the world. And we need to know about the world in order to change it. I get that. But how are they making money? They're making money by... They're making money by expressing to you the all of the negativity that's happening around the world and they keep you trapped with fear. They keep showing you the same thing over and over and over again and from different angles. Then they get different people in and they want to keep the eyes on the screen. But if you step back and realize that nothing they sh- they sh- they're showing you actually impacts your life directly, they start to lose their power and you can step back from it and you can start to you can start to perceive the world in a way that's a bit more true to the fact, you know, rather than watching the news every night, watch it once per week. Or if it's upsetting you, guard your mental state and don't watch it at all. You need to find what suits you best. You know, I think that if you're producing something of good quality, whether it be art or music or literature or, you know, you're you're volunteering or you're doing some good for the world and something stopping you from doing that, guard your mental state and get back to it. I think everyone should be aware of what's happening in the world and there's a lot of disgusting things, but if that knowledge or that constant reminding of it gets to you and stops you from producing, turn that off. It's not worth it to your mental state. I keep up to date with the news maybe once per week and I don't need to do it anymore. Even that's probably too much because... You know, I'm aware that there's violence and there's crime and there's pollution and there's global warming and there's war and there's terrorism and there's, you know, oligarchs and uh, pedophilia in the church and a whole bunch of stuff that's happening in the world. It's messed up. Do I need to be aware of it all the time? No. What I need to do is make a place 
mentally for myself that I can get into the best state to focus and the best state to produce and the best state to create and then put out that content and help people with it. The best that I can do for other people is to look after my own mental state and then to get after it and to, to express with the world something that I think that can help. You can do that too. <sighs> share if, if you don't want to share your own voice, share someone else's that, that best explains what you feel about the world. So the podcast I'm listening to and li- get up, get, get these people on your phone and listen to them. And if you don't like them, that's fine. Move on. But for me, these are the ones that I like and shout out to them all. Jocko Willink, Sam Harris, Dan Carlin, Danielle Bolelli, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan. Listen to their podcasts. They will change your lives. In terms of books, there, there's a bunch. Um, read everything and read widely because through reading, you can live someone else's life. I, I often say to to a bunch of the people, you know, you'll never live, you'll never get to live someone else's life. You'll never get to see the world through their eyes. You'll never get to see any form of anything beyond who you are unless you read. And and the analogy I like to use is consider when you see two people arguing about a topic and they've both got people following them. They've both got people believing them. They've both got scientific evidence supporting their opinion. And they both have held this opinion for years. For all intents and purposes, they believe themselves to be correct and their followers believe themselves believe them to be correct. There's a whole movement behind them that suggests that their point of view is correct and yet they're arguing with each other. If they're arguing with each other, they disagree with each other, how can they both be correct? And obviously we're drawing on moral subjectivity and the point of that is, is both parties feel like they can be correct and yet they're both wrong. And what reading does is allow you to step back from that position and look at both perspectives and see that there's usually third, fourth, fifth, sixth options that both parties aren't considering. There's a, there's, there's a lot of shades of grey to the truth. And you can see this for yourself when you look at some kids arguing about something that you know to be completely irrelevant. They're arguing and they're, they're, they're making up points and issues and they've got stuff going on that you can see from your adult perspective doesn't really matter. That's because you've got a wealth of experience that shows you that, that, that arguing over a toy the way that they are doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And I'm arguing that to truly understand the grand scheme of things, you need to step back and read widely because through reading, you get to live another person's life. You know, you'll never get to live my life unless you read my book. I, I moved out of home at 15 and the reason I did that was because my father was basically heavily on drugs. He was never there to support me. And whilst he never touched me directly, the clientele that were in his house were... Or another story, I, I faced physical and sexual assault that I'm still coming to terms with and dealing deal, dealing with. I, I, I'm still probing that in my mind and expressing it. A bunch of stuff happened in that household, but the worst of it was neglect. It was a lack of, it was a, a lack of something. And that lack of something keeps coming up in my life because I keep seeing that, I keep, see, I keep seeing deficiencies in myself. And those deficiencies are so hard to overcome because I was never shown some things. I've never shown how to shave or to to be brave or to, to, to focus on myself and how to grow myself. So every time something new comes up, I'm struggling to see to see my own truth. I'm struggling to see how how to do anything. And I'm constantly left feeling bad and depressed and worried and anxious because 
I was never taught the skills of self-development. And every time one of these deficits is revealed, I feel horrible about myself. Now, why do I feel that? Because my father wasn't there for me. And, you know, I ended up moving out of home to escape. I want to I move from just survival to thriving now. I want to be better than I have been because I'm sick of just, just existing. And it's so hard to express what I feel in my head that I'm just trying to... I've constantly lived in this suppression and depression, and it's just so hard to move on. But the point is, if you read my story, if you pick up my book and check it out, I've called it Under the Influence Reclaiming My Childhood, because that's what it is. It's a reclamation of the past. I want to take back ownership of my life. I want to I want to be able to express what I felt in my mind all these years and, and open up myself from this silence. <sighs> I'm just frustrated at a lack of a voice that I wasn't given. Now, obviously, I've got a lot of passion in this issue in, in, in my mind here, and I can't help but go back to what I was saying before. If you listen to me and you feel depressed and you feel worse after it, turn me off, shut me shut me away, and just don't recommend it to anyone. But if, if you want to understand what it's like inside my mind, read my book. If you want to understand what it's like in other, pe- in other people's mind, read their books because you can become anyone you want to be. If you find someone that's got deep level thinking in your area, read their books because by reading their books, they will change your mind. They'll get into your brain and put a different thought process in there. You get to see the world through their perspectives. You get to look at where they're coming from. I'm reading a book at the moment by Marcus Aurelius. He was a Roman emperor and basically the ruler of the world. Why that's important? Well, in my life, there is no way I'll ever become the ruler of the world. There is no way I'll ever meet someone that has ridiculous mind, uh, world-controlling stature, but I can read their books and I can get myself into their minds. Yes, some of it's propaganda, but a book like Meditations, it was literally his meditations. It was journals journals to himself. What that means is he's talking to himself and to no one else. He's talking to himself as a way to try and convince himself of what he should become and what he should be. Therefore, if you read something like that, read their meditations, listen to their words, and work out when they're talking to themselves, man, you could become something great because you're listening to greatness talk. And yes, you can look into his life and you can look into the life of any great person and see the flaws in them. And then you might want to go, oh man, he killed this many people. He did these horrible things. Therefore, I shouldn't listen to his words. You know what? Everyone's got sin. Everyone's got problems. Look at yourself. You have done bad things, thought bad thoughts, and been a lesser person than you could be. So until you get into the mind of someone else, you can't judge them. You need to, you need to walk a mile in their shoes. Someone like Marcus Aurelius, he would have done bad things in his life. But it's bad to your opinion. It's bad to from, from your perspective. And, and yeah, he would have done some things that are probably legitimately evil. But who among us isn't evil? Who among us hasn't sinned? Who among us hasn't done things that we regret? So with that being said, listen to people that have come before us and learn from them. Find people that you want to be and become them. And that way, that way you will get better. You'll change yourself and you'll become more than what you are. If you like what I'm doing here, 
You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Zach P. Phillips, or check out my blog, podcast, fiction, and poetry on Zachary-Phillips.com. Together, we can make a difference.